A ninth reason to love Trollope is that he was a very modest fellow. Unlike many creative types, he didn't regard himself as a particularly special person and wrote in his autobiography, quotes, I do not think it probable that my name will remain among those who, in the next century, will be known as writers of English prose fiction. Hello, this is Robert Pym. Thank you very much for downloading this edition of Writing, Books and Stories. Hello. Today we're going to be looking at the 19th century writer Anthony Trollope and why on earth we should read him. I've got to declare an interest in this. I find Anthony Trollope simply extraordinary. I find him entertaining, I find him wise, and I find him very often hilarious. So, with no more ado, here is my list of 11 reasons why you should read Anthony Trollope. Let's cut to the chase. If you haven't yet discovered the novelist Anthony Trollope, you should have a go at reading him. Today, let's look at 11 life-changing reasons why. I should add that on my robertpin.com blog, I've reviewed quite a few Anthony Trollope books with quite a few quotations from them. The first reason why you should read Anthony Trollope is about politics and power. The six Palliser novels, starting with Can You Forgive Her, are literature's best guide to politics. Why was it that Lord Acton said, quotes, Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Great men are almost always bad men. Trollope explains why that is, long before Acton said it. The second reason we should read Trollope is that he writes perceptively about relationships and sexual politics. His novels boil with strong women, from the indomitable Lady Glencora to my favourite, Miss Dunstable. Miss Dunstable is an heiress who stands up to men and will take no nonsense from any of them even from the all-powerful Duke of Omnium. Many women in Trollope feel more emancipated or more tormented by their lack of emancipation than their sisters in many contemporary novels. A third reason Trollope is extremely fascinating is his comment on religion. In fact, he's brilliant on religion and its relationship to the state What do you think the relationship between religion and the state should be? Perhaps if you're French, you think there should be none at all. If you're in the United Kingdom, the uh, church has an intimate relationship to the state in the form of the Church of England. But back in 1860, uh, Anthony Trollope took issue with that close relationship with a fake editorial in the Jupiter newspaper in Framley Parsonage, which lambasts the privileges of the Church of England. I quote, 
it is with difficulty enough that the Church of England maintains at the present moments that ascendancy amongst the religious sects of this country, which it so loudly claims. And perhaps it is rather from an old-fashioned and time-honoured affection for its standing than from any intrinsic merits of its own, that some such general acknowledgement of its ascendancy is still allowed to prevail. If, however, the patrons and clerical members of this church are bold enough to disregard all general rules of decent behaviour, we think we may predict that this chivalrous feeling will be found to give way. If only today's media could force all states and religions to examine their relationships equally dispassionately. A fourth reason to read Trollope is actually how Trollope looks at the media. He both praises and ridicules it. In fact, the media plays a prominent role in many of his novels. Trollope writes about the media in terms which are fresh and relevant today, exploring the tense relationship between the power of the media and the responsibilities it should, arguably, bear. He explores the difficulties into which media allegations can place politicians and others. For example, in Phineas Redux, one of the Palliser novels, and how difficult it is, once allegations have been raised, ever to be free of them, whether they're true or not. If that's not modern, I don't know what is. A fifth reason why you should read Trollope is that you can get them for free. You can download as many novels as you like without charge on your Kindle because they're out of copyright. Alternatively, you can buy beautiful editions at modest prices, in hard copy or as e-books. If you really want to push the boat out, you can join the Trollope Society and buy their desirable but immensely heavy Trollope Society Complete Edition. I recently inherited a complete set, but I hate to admit it, I often find myself reading the novels on my Kindle, as it's a good deal lighter and easier on the wrists. A sixth reason to read Trollope, is that he has many famous fans, including Alec Guinness and former British Prime Minister Sir John Major, with whom I've had the privilege of meeting and discussing Trollope. Sir John was for many years the Vice President of the Trollope Society. The Society's website includes a magnificent collection of Trollope quotes illustrating his wit. They include, and I quote, There is no human bliss equal to twelve hours of work with only six hours in which to do it. And, when one is especially invited to be candid, one is naturally set on one's guard. A seventh reason to read Trollope is that it's a reminder that sometimes life in the slow lane can be better than the alternative. There is no way to rush-read Trollope. You should savour his novels, read them in chunks rather than a few pages at a time. This gives you the full impact of his humour and wisdom, and a better chance to remember the extraordinary variety of characters and subplots. An eighth reason to admire Trollope is that he invented the red pillar box. One of the first installed in Jersey in 1862 is still in use although it was originally painted green. What a guy! A ninth reason 
to love Trollope is that he was a very modest fellow. Unlike many creative types, he didn't regard himself as a particularly special person and wrote in his autobiography, quotes, I do not think it probable that my name will remain among those who, in the next century, will be known as writers of English prose fiction. A tenth reason to enjoy Trollope is that he's inspiring. He just keeps on giving. The original title of this uh, podcast was Five Reasons Why You Should Read Trollope, but he just keeps on giving. An eleventh reason to read Trollope is that he's pretty hilarious. He also wrote the Barsetshire Chronicles, some of the funniest books in existence. Next time you have a long holiday, consider taking The Warden, the first short introductory volume to the Barsetshire Chronicles, and the hilarious but substantial Barchester Towers, whose Signora Medline Veze Neroni is perhaps the first and last serial flirt in 19th century literature who is physically disabled. The chaos she causes amongst the men of Barchester is a pleasure to behold. And a twelfth reason, did I say eleven? Is that Trollope was fantastically productive. He would write thousands of words every day without fail. Indeed, the book Lady Anna, which I've reviewed on my robertpim.com blog, he wrote on a steamship travelling from the UK to Australia. When he arrived in Australia, the book was finished. So that's my um, summary of many reasons to enjoy reading Trollope. Do let me know if you agree. Feel free to comment or to get in touch. And um, if you uh, would like to see an example of the brilliance of Trollope, see the blog on my uh, robertpim.com website called Trollope. He knew he was right. A masterpiece of dry comedy. I tell you, if you've read He Knew He Was Right, you'll look at every relationship you ever had again. To sum up, what's great about Trollope? All of human nature is here, and Trollope can teach you to understand the 21st century. Thanks very much for joining us for this episode of Writing, Books and Stories. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating or review to help other people find us. Spread the word. You can find much more about writing and writers at my website, robertpim.com, or follow me on Twitter, at Robert Pym. Thanks again for listening.